welcome to the Our Destiny podcast. We hope this message blesses you. I'm Paula J. Yep, it's working. And before I dive into the teaching, um, I just want to say when we were in worship and we were talking about the um, oceans, um, I just got to thinking about what a real ocean is like and what's down in the oceans and, and you know, the, the barrier reef and the beautiful fish and all that. And I know I've been um, totally amazed when I've seen programmes on TV of the colour of the fish and how just amazing it is. But can you imagine actually being a deep sea diver and seeing that for real? Um, and just the joy and the, you know, the privilege that they get to to be there and, and to see it. And I just, I just felt like God was saying, you know, it's one thing to hear about the depths of grace and the treasures of grace. It's one thing to be told about it. It's one thing to read about it. But it's another thing altogether to experience it. And I just felt like God was just calling us deeper into his grace and into the treasures that he's got for us. Um, so I just felt to share that. So, so yeah, over the next few months and then, well, in fact, for the rest of your life, our lives, let's, let's make that one of our goals to, to just keep going deeper. You know, what are the treasures that he's got? Because it says, doesn't it, doesn't Paul say that in Christ there are hidden treasures of wisdom and whatever the wisdom of knowledge and what's the verse? Can you? Anyway, there are treasures hidden for us to, to explore and experience. And so I just felt like God was encouraging us to do that um, in his ocean of grace. Because I think, you know, like deep sea divers, they're still finding stuff. You know, they're, they're, as they're going deeper and deeper, they're still finding little fishes that are amazing them and the little weird little creatures and things. And so, yeah, never stop exploring and, and receiving from, from God. Okay, I don't know. I, have, I don't know if you've got a schedule and you, or you know what the topic is, or if you just come completely un. Right. Okay. So the next two days, although you've got a gap tomorrow, but for two days we're going to be looking at the topic of hearing God's voice. And I guess one of the, the reasons we kind of start with that topic or have it within the first week or so is because it then. If we can understand how to hear God, then it, everything else just becomes easy. Because if, you know, we're going through school and we have a question or we've had a bit of tiff with someone and we need to debrief and talk to God about it. If we know that he hears us and we know that we can hear him, we can sort a lot of stuff out really quickly, really easily with ourselves um, and God. So, so that's, that's one of the reasons. It's, it's like a key fundamental um, teaching that helps us in our Christian walk and really it should be on an alpha course I think that should be the first thing any Christian learns um, in their life is how do I actually hear what God says how do I how do I know if it's him or me or am I just making this up um, I you know how do I know and so hopefully by Friday you will know and I mean, you may know already, and that's absolutely fine. Um, I don't know whereabouts you're at on this level, but we're just going to go back to the basics and just to make sure that we catch everybody and everybody knows by the end of Friday that they're confident that we can hear God. And I know, oh, yeah, gosh, God has spoken to me so many times and I hadn't quite realised it was him. You know, like, yeah, just 
So Jesus said to me in uh, John 10, verse 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And, and that's a given, okay? It, we can hear his voice if we are sheep. And I'm assuming that we all are sheep here today. Now, having said that, there was a school where there was a young man who um, in the first week, by the end of the, partway through the first week, he just suddenly stopped and he said, uh, I think I need to become a Christian. And he, he was the son of a minister and he just thought it was the right thing to do, come to our destiny. Um, it was from another country, so he wanted to learn English a bit better and it just seemed like a really good idea. But he just did not have that relationship with God. And, and just sitting and listening to the teaching and, and watching everybody else, he suddenly realised that he was missing out on something and he gave his life to Jesus. So that might be you today. I don't know where you're at. It's a good idea to say yes to Jesus because it's the best thing in the world. Um, so, so, yeah, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And it's actually really, really easy to hear his voice. It really is. There are so many Christians that I talk to and like can't hear God. I do a lot of one-to-one -one prayer ministry with people, so-so, and you know, they'll sit there and say, can't, I don't know, I can't hear him, can't hear him. And it's like, well, actually, let's think about this. And when we talk about, a little briefly, this is how God speaks, it's like, oh yeah, I can, I can hear him. But one of the, the problems in the church stems back, way back, from a, a guy called Thomas Aquinas back in AD 20, uh, 1225. He started teaching that the gifts of the Spirit died out with the apostles. So once, you know, the end of Acts in the Bible, that was it. No one else gets to hear God. No one else gets to pray for the sick. No one else gets to, to do anything. And, and from that time on, um, there's like a stream of church Christians who actually try and do Christianity without God, which is, so I don't think it's possible really. Um, but, but because of that, there's a whole bunch of Christians who aren't really sure whether they can step into the gifts of the Spirit, whether they can hear God, whether they can prophesy. It's not for today, is it? Is it for today? Of course it's for today, but they don't know that because of that stream of teaching. I mean, fortunately, if you read about the, the history of church revivals, there's also a stream of people who get it, who have had relationship with Jesus and do know that they can hear God. And, and there's like been pockets of revival right the way through history. God has always been there, always been flowing with his spirit. Okay, but it has resulted in a bit of a rational mindset within the church. You know, just like a lot of, a lot of churches focus on the the don't do's and don'ts of life and the, you, you know, do this and don't do that and read your Bible and pray and, oh, good, Re reading your Bible and praying is good. Okay, I'm not saying it isn't, but, but just this whole, like, doing thing rather than relationship. You know, one of, one of the things that um, Jesus said when, when the disciples said, so, how do I pray? How do we pray? How do we do this? You know, he didn't say you, you come before God and, and you, 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 you know, almighty God. God of heaven and he is almighty God and everything but Jesus says you know how you actually address God you address him as father then he says oh father in heaven you're my father and and that speaks of relationship that he wants family he wants us to be in relationship with him 
are you with me? So it's not about a list of do's and don'ts and rules and regulations. It's about, I love you, Father. You love me and let's have a relationship. And then out of that relationship, God begins to teach us what he prefers us to do and not to do. So it's not about being rational and, and, and intellect. There's nothing wrong with intellect, but it's not about intellect, okay? It's about relationship. It's about faith. And um, Paul says we live by faith, not by sight. And, and so when it comes to hearing God's voice, it's actually an act of faith. And if you want the reference for that, it's 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. We live by faith, not by sight. 5 verse 7. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Someone's getting excited. <laughs> um, let me tell you a little bit about my story in, in this. So I was really privileged in that my parents are Christians. Okay, so I had a good start. Um, they um, grew up in a Pentecostal church, um, not far from here, in, in, near Liverpool, and had a good start. And I knew that the gifts of the Spirit were available, um, and I knew that people could hear God because I'd seen people stand up in church and give a prophetic word. Um, so I knew it was possible. But for me, I, I actually thought it was just on special occasions that God would would speak so you know when he really had to he would speak to someone or you know give them a prophetic word or you know it in my mind that that's how it seemed to be and what I didn't realize was that actually God wanted an everyday conversation with me about everyday stuff you know like and and just lead and guide guide and strengthen help and and be there for me every day but I knew he could speak and I did have experiences of him growing up where I did get to hear him. Um, um, the first time that happened was when I was around 11, I think. Yeah, I was about 11. Um, now, I don't know if you've, well, you will have noticed, okay, but for those listening to the podcast who's never seen me, I have disability, right? And I was born with no shin bone which is this bone here the on the left leg so for the first 13 years I had this like really odd looking leg um the foot came out to about here and it's a little bit deformed and so I wore this like what they called an extension leg prosthesis thing um which was great because I could walk um but it was really ugly and I did get a lot of taunts at school and you know kids can be really cruel sometimes um look fortunately jesus has healed all that i've had like sozos and stuff to to deal with all that so it's all sorted but as a kid it was a little bit difficult sometimes so when i was 11 the the doctor said to my parents well actually the foot is useless really that there's no point in her having the foot we want to amputate it so my parents said to me, um, this is what the doctors are suggesting, but we don't want to force you to have it done. 
we want you to make that decision. Do you want to have it amputated or not? And that question sent me into quite a big head spin of a, you uh, like, I, it really did. I, and I remember just lying in bed that night, crying and distressed and not quite sure what to do about it. Oh, I just need to back up slightly um, because when I was a baby as well, so there were two things. One, I was really scared because I wasn't sure if God was going to be angry with me. And the reason I was scared that he could be angry with me was when I was a baby, they wanted to amputate from here. Um, and a lady who had never met my parents, never met me um, at a conference, came up to my parents whilst I was in the pram and said, I don't know what is going on, but God just told me that to tell you he'd say no to the doctors. So, so they said no to having the leg amputated because I just said the whole thing originally was useless. Um, so then after a little while, they began, the, the shin bone sort of grew a little bit miraculously. Don't ask me why God didn't finish the job. I've, I've been trying to figure that one out. I'm going to ask him when I get to heaven. Um, but, but miraculously, it grew just enough for the surgeons to operate and get it to the point where below the knee could weight bear, which is that's why then I was able to wear this extension thing and walk. So then now I'm 11 and the doctors are saying we want to amputate the foot, which is actually a lot better than amputating from up here because I've got my knee, you know, like can, can bend it and that. I was scared because I was thinking, but God says don't have the leg amputated. So if I have it amputated, you might get really cross with me and, and you know, punish me or something. I mean, I, I've since learned that God's not quite like that, but I was scared. And then I was thinking, do I really want to have it done? It's my foot. It's, it might be wrong, but it's mine. You know, and you want to take it. All these things was going round in my mind. And I was just lay there. And oh my God, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. And, and out of the blue, I'm lying on my bed. Two songs come flooding into my mind so powerfully that I know for a fact it was God that put those songs into my head. And the first one was an, an old song that we used to sing and it, it goes along the lines of something like, because he lives, because Jesus lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds my future. Life is worth living. Some, yeah, something like that. Um, and as that song came into my head, all the fear left. Like, you know, that, that turmoil that, you know, you, you like, I'm saying, I'm pointing to my chest here when I say turmoil. Have you ever experienced that where it's just like, here? That just lifted off and this wave of peace flooded over me. And I just knew in that moment that because he lives, the fear is gone and he's not, whatever decision I make, he's going to be okay with it. So, so that just lifted that pressure off completely. Um, and now I'm like, right, I can just make the decision. What is the best decision? The other song that came just after that, and then they just kept repeating for ages as I lay there, just getting lots of waves of, of love and peace, and, um, was the kids' song, Be Bold, Be Strong, for the Lord thy God is with thee. We used to do actions to it and everything in Sunday school. And it was just like, be bold, be, be strong. It's okay, God is with you. And because he lives, you can face it. It's going to be all right. And, and so 
as you can see, I, I actually chose to get rid of the foot and, and now it, you know, looks a lot better. Fairly, fairly normal really, yeah. Um, so it was a good decision to make and it was the right decision, but I was able to make it because God broke into my bedroom that day and like yelled at me, <laughs> it's okay, I'm with you sort of thing um, through those songs. So as I was growing up, I knew it was possible to hear God because he'd spoken to me but like I said I, I always thought it was this because that was an emergency for me that was a pretty sort of serious situation that I needed help with urgently you know like so so God will step in in emergencies then my brother went to the school of ministry in Toronto um, which is similar to this just a bit bigger there's about 100 students so it's a bit bit bigger um, and he went in 19 1998 I think it was and when he came back he started talking about journaling and talking to God and I'm like what? what's it about you know like so I asked him I'm like what, what are you talking about Steve and he sat me down and he explained what this guy had done because I'd said and Mark Verkler goes to the school of ministry I don't know if he still does that he may still do he might be retired now um, it's a long time ago but he goes to school of ministry and he teaches this course on this book we all get this book and don't worry we're not going to go into as much detail as this book in the next two days you do oh so therefore if you want to go into more detail you're very welcome to have a read of, of the book that's in the in Gatley house um, and so Steve then explained to me what we are going to explain to you in the next two days and it just suddenly made sense. And you know what? It made such a difference to my life. It made such a difference to, to my communication with God. Because I, I used to really struggle with the whole praying thing. I wanted to do it so badly because, like, I love Jesus. And I always have, you know, like, it's just that I want relationship with him. And I remember one, one time in the youth group, because once upon a time I was in a youth group, believe it or not, um, our youth pastor had said, right, spend an hour with God in the morning, right? And, and then he gave us this, like, formula, which I thought would be really helpful. And the formula was, pray for a quarter of an hour for yourself, pray for a quarter of an hour for your family, pray for a quarter of an hour for your country, pray for a quarter of an hour for the world. I'm like, that's a, that's a pretty good formula. So I get a piece of paper and I divide it into four and I, I'm, I'm very analytical and, and yeah, you have to forgive me for that. But, but I divided it, I had my list about myself, a list about my family, a list about country, a list about the world. I thought, brilliant, I'm ready to pray now. And I set it in front of me, looked at my watch and went for it prayed my heart out for myself or my best prayers for my parents or my family or my best prayers for the country and and by the end of it I thought I must have done an hour by now because I've been going for ages I'm I done, done about 10 minutes I was like how how in the world do you pray for a whole hour it's like that is just not possible is it I'm, well it, I suppose it is if you're a really chatty person um, and can good with words but I was like, how do you do this? It just really, really puzzled me until my brother told me about hearing God's voice. And then suddenly I, I realised that it's not just about me telling God what I think and what I need and 
That's part of it because he wants to hear our hearts. He wants to hear what we, you know, our requests and things like that. But it was about having a conversation with him. And actually having an hour conversation with God is really easy because you ask the question, he answers, and then, and then the conversation flows. And now I just love it. You know, like I just, I can, I can spend a day talking to God, you know, spending some time worshipping, journaling, soaking, writing out what he's saying. It's, it's easy now, you know, like, and I love it. So, so I'm hoping that if, you might already do that. You might already know, you know, have these conversations with God and that's great. Um, but if you don't, now's a good day to begin the, just that journey of getting to know God. Are you with me? So just before Rebecca takes over in a minute, I'm just going to go through just some um, few basic things. Um, I've put the word requirement here, but it's a bit of a strong word. But a few basic things that will help us to hear God safely. Um, and by that, I mean, there are more than one voice out there. And I think you're going to cover how to distinguish the voices, aren't you, Phil, um, a little later on. But there's more than one voice out there. So we want, uh, you know, we're going to teach you how to hear God. And I just want to set a little bit of a foundation of that there are some things that you can put into place that will help you do it safely. Um, and I think, I mean, the first one is know Jesus. Okay, say yes to Jesus. Be, at, be actually be a Christian. Okay, and not just a churchgoer or a religious person but be someone that said yes Jesus I want relationship with you um, because of what I said at the very beginning was Jesus says my sheep hear my voice okay that doesn't mean that he doesn't speak to people who aren't Christians God is speaking all the time and and drawing people to himself but if you want to know his voice and to know him say yes to him okay um, be someone who chooses to believe the Bible. I, I know that sounds a bit ridiculous, but, you know, say yes to what God says in his word. You know, like be someone that, that, that wants to read the Bible and get to know what the Bible is saying and, um, and believe it. Believe the Bible. Believe, you know, believe in who Jesus is and what he's doing. Believe it when Paul says that, you know, he, he's risen and, and he died for us and he's now our... Was it Paul that says he's interceding for us? And, and all, just believe those things, okay? This is the truth. And, and if you're not someone that likes to get to know the Bible, then I encourage you to get to know the Bible um, because the Bible is like, it's like the plumb line, okay? It's like our foundation. It's, it's the logos. It's the written word of God. You know, God, God has... He spoke to people in the Bible, they recorded, and, and now we have a record of the things that God has been saying to mankind, okay? Maybe not word for word, but we have a record of his heart for us. That's in the Bible, okay? So get to know the Bible. And over the course of the next five months, we will be doing different techniques and how to get to know the Bible a bit more and, and how to, to enjoy studying and, and finding out what the Bible says. Um, and then be willing, I'm going to use the word submit, be willing 
to submit. A, to submit to what, what God is suggesting in the Bible and, and his heart for us. Be some, willing to submit to someone and to people within the church, within the body of Christ. And be willing to be accountable to those people. And, and be willing to be part of a Bible-believing group. Right? I, I know of, of Christians who um, have maybe been a little bit hurt by the church and they've gone off and, and they've become lone rangers. And, and that's, not, that's not God's heart. That's not God's plan. He, he planned for us to be in family. He planned for us to be, um, because it, there's safety in family. Okay, and I, I do know of people who have gone a bit confused and off, we might say off the rails um, a little bit because they've not had that community, they've not had that love, um, friendship, relationship. Okay, so, so be part of a, a Bible-believing community, a church or whatever you want to call it. And, and be willing to submit. Ephesians 5 verse 21, can somebody read that out for me please? Five verse twenty one and somebody else find Hebrews thirteen verse seventeen. The second one was Hebrews thirteen verse seventeen. Five twenty one uh, Ephesians five twenty one says submitting to one another in the fear of God. Yeah? Yep. Hebrews was thir- Hebrews thirteen verse seventeen, and when you go home, actually read them in context. You know, read the whole chapter. Um, but Okay, so, so those two verses are talking about submitting. Now, I am, I am not talking about allowing someone to control and manipulate you. Um, sometimes there has been a bit of abuse gone on and, you know, people have been controlled and manipulated. Don't come under that. I'm not saying you have to come under anything like that, but it is biblical to submit to one another it's biblical to to um, be willing to allow people to speak into your life and to to share with you and give you guidance and help and and stuff and and it's particularly important when we are talking about hearing God's voice because sometimes we might get it wrong okay we might feel that God's saying we need to do this and then everyone around us is thinking no that doesn't feel right Okay, um, so, so when, you, when you have particularly a directional word from God or, or just a feeling or whatever, talk to people about it. Be willing to submit that to someone and let them um, speak into your life. I mean, at the end of the day, you're responsible for yourself. So if you, if you ignore all the advice and go off and do it, then, you know, you will have to deal with the consequences of that. But... My advice is be willing to submit and be willing to just share with each other. And I kind of, I really like the way the leadership of Kingsway run because they're a team and they, there is submission there. 
um, and, and they share and they debate and they discuss where, where this is where we think God is taking us and then we pray about it and there's some, it's quite a safe place when you're sharing and you're discussing and you, you're being submission, submitted to one another. So, so it's actually really important that we do that, okay? And whilst you're on school, a good person to submit to would be the people like these guys, um, Phil and, and Rebecca, or you small group leaders are different to you two, are they? Yeah. So, you know, share with your small group leaders some of the things that God's saying to you. Um, so the type of people that you want to submit to like I said not someone who's going to control and manipulate you okay I'm not talking about big brother stuff or or wherever but someone who is a friend someone that you can trust okay someone that is 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 a nice person if that makes sense okay so you you know you, you don't have to just submit to someone who's like really authoritative find someone that you can trust that is your friend or will be your friend um, someone who themselves know how to hear God's voice. Because if you're going to be talking to them about what you feel God's saying and they actually fundamentally believe that God doesn't speak today, that's not really going to help. Um, so find someone who you know can hear God. Someone that's willing to hear God on your behalf as well. So someone that you know is, is going to be praying for you and, and will support you. Um, and someone who is also willing to submit to someone else. So, so someone that has that whole principle of, of mutual submission and, um, and honour and respect themselves. I don't think there is, actually. It just came out of my mouth. But, yeah, I kind of like that. That's, I might actually record that myself. Um, but, but, you know, like someone who's willing to do that, all right? Um, and then we suggest that unless it's your spouse, so submit to one another if you're married, okay? Um, unless it's your spouse, keep to the same gender. Um, that will just avoid complications. Okay? Are you with me? Are you all happy with what I'm saying? I'm not scared anybody? Good. So... Five minutes. Let me just share. Um, Wednesday told me this um, and then said about submitting. Like I said, I, I, we were in this church and I wasn't sure who I should ask. I, I could submit my, you know, my journal, my, my thoughts, my, you know, hearing God too. So um, I was saying, God, I don't know if I've got anyone who fits all that description. You know, like, I don't know if there's anyone who believes in hearing God like, what Steve's just told me, etc. So I'm praying about this. And then um, there was one special church service that we were having. And at the end of the service, it was on a Saturday night, the end of the service, this woman comes up to me, Linda, and she says, um, oh, wait there, because I've got some flowers for you. She went out to her car and came back in and handed me a really lovely bouquet of um, purple irises. She says, oh, I was just praying about you the other day. And God said to give you these flowers I'm like oh thanks that's really kind that's really nice and I went home and I suddenly thought she's been praying about me God spoke to her about me 
maybe she would be a good person for me to submit to. Now, if you remember, I was still, I was just a young adult at the time. So, and she was, she's probably about 15 years older than me or so. So, um, the next time I saw her, I just said, Linda, would you be willing to let, be my like sort of mentor type person and let me submit um, my thoughts and my hearing God to you? She said, yeah. And it was really good because she'd had me on her heart. She had had a heart for young adult women. Um, so it was perfect for her. She was really excited. Um, so we met up for a month, uh, for uh, once a month for the next like couple of years or so. And in one sense, it's her fault that I went to school of ministry because she encouraged me so much. You know, when people were sort of saying, oh, you know, is that, ra- is that really a good idea? You know, quitting your job as a social worker and going to somewhere for five months, you know, can you afford it? Is it, you know, you've probably all had those questions in your head. Is this really a good idea? Um, she was like, yeah, it is. Go for it. I know God has said this to you. I know this is where you're heading. And so she was, she was very good, a very good person to encourage. And she told me off when, when she felt that I had the wrong attitude or the wrong ideas or not heard correctly or whatever. So she was really a good person. And so if you know like you're struggling or when you go back to your home church and you're thinking, oh, I really have no clue who would be the right person, talk to God because he can provide um, the right person for you or the right persons for you to just have that, that loving support network. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.